1: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au.
0: Right now it's 14 degrees and for chasing, pacing and racing, listen to SEN Track on the SCN app.
1: On SEN... The captain's run with Kane Corns. Busy first hour. Good morning to you if you're just tuning in to us. It's three minutes past 10 o'clock. Very shortly, Sam Landsberger from the Herald Sun. He's done a, a pretty impressive piece on Carlton and in particular had a really deep dive into their selection. We'll get him up in a moment's time. Just want to get to a couple of your text messages. Hamish says, not sure it's fair fatigue to cop all the blame. Carlton's list management has been poor for the better part of a decade. Plenty of high draft picks with little to no nothing to show for it. Even Paul Roos couldn't turn Melbourne into a finals contending team overnight, but he fixed up the list and development and got them into a reasonable position to go forward. Uh, I think that's fair. Hamish, Morning Kane, it's very hard for coaches to be hard on young players because of the risk that they will lose them. Just ask Mark Neild. And why have Carlton waited the best part of two and a half years to get Teague a mentor? It's just uh, another Carlton Band-Aid effort and basically an admission that, once again, they've given the job to the wrong bloke, says Ben. Thank you for those. Apologies if you haven't been able to read um, the hundreds of those out. But let's get to our next guest because, as I said, um, I'm interested in his piece in The Herald Sun on Carlton and, in particular, their selection. Sam Sam Landsberger is his name. Sammy, thanks for your time.
0: Anytime, Kane. How are you?
1: Bit of research into this one uh, you've put into it. Uh, I'll quote you uh, in in part. You've said Carlton have dropped seven players since round thirteen last season. Where does that rank against some of the other clubs, particularly non-finals bound clubs?
0: Uh, I think in 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 the number it ranks pretty similarly. But where the names uh, come into it, they're, they're sort of in their own category. I mean, you look at some of the other clubs which have dropped superstar players, Mitch Wallace, Jason Johannesson, Daniel Mm. Rioli, uh, Nathan Broad, Stephen Cornelio, the Giants captain, was left out late last year. And in that same time period, the only Carlton players that have been unforced changes have been, I think, Josh Honey, Matthew Cottrell, Matthew Owies, Lockie O'Brien, Tom Williamson and Will Setterfield. So it's just a different class of player. And the other sort of uh, point to make with those kids are a lot of them were dropped after making their AFL debut or playing their second game. So there's just a bit of a lack of continuity. So it's not to suggest that selection is the only problem at Carlton, but you do just wonder with some of these kids, um, you know, would they be better served by getting a decent crack at it so that not only coaches but supporters can also get a real read on are they any good or not? And are these kids actually going to take the club forward or not? Because I just think there's so many question marks around a lot of the young players on on this list still. Mm.
1: I agree with you. Um, I I, I think it's spot on. I I don't know if they can play, and we don't know, but the reason for that is because they haven't been given the opportunities to play, and it's not just about the games as well. I think, Sammy, I think it's about the positions that they're playing. Like, a lot of them come in and and go to the footballer's graveyard across half-forward, and they're not getting the midfield minutes, whereas I know you've looked at the likes of sort of Mark Murphy and Betts and Curnow and Nunes, McGovern and Ploughman, they they never get dropped, these guys?
0: No, they seem to be immune. I mean, history certainly says that they are immune from selection. That's that's just fact. That's just what's happened over the past 12 or 18 months. But, I mean, like, Lockie Brown was the really interesting one for me. Number 10 draft pick. Looked like he was really coming on in 2019. Played 17, I think, of the last 20 games. So really cemented his, uh, his spot on the wing. And then the club signs Jack Nunes as a D-listed free agent. And we've seen O'Brien just twice since because Nunes has basically taken that spot on the wing. So he's one that, you know, might be a little bit frustrated. Um, Carlton Fence might want to see a little bit more of him. And then I think, like, Will Centerfield's year this year, I mean, just no continuity again. He was played out of position in round two on the wing. Um, when he's, you know, he looks to be an inside midfielder. Round three, he misses with Gastro. Round four, he comes back. And then round five, he drops. Hmm. um It's just hard to, to really get a run at it when you're sort of in and out like that and, and not playing where you're, you're probably set up to play your best footy.
1: Selection's going to be interesting uh, this week. Unfortunately, it's annoying the teams don't come out Thursday afternoon. They will tonight. Uh, Liam Stock is the one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, he used 38 disposals last week in the VFL. Interestingly, though, like, he didn't play in the midfield. He's actually used quite a lot of cross half back, and I think he trained yesterday with the defenders as well. So. It looks like they might be trying to reprogram him a little bit. Um, but I mean, the, the question is will he come in for one week or two weeks or or will he get a decent crack at it if he does you know, get the call up? Uh, so I think him and David Cunningham are probably two to watch, maybe centre field as well. But I mean, it could just be more of the same. If if, if it's just a cycle of kids going in and replacing other kids, you wonder if it'll ever really turn. But I mean, in fairness, football clubs always know more than, than they certainly let out to us. But that that seemed to be the pattern so far.
1: What did you make of the appointment of John Warsfold?
0: Uh, I, I like it. It'd be interesting to see how much of the soft cap is chewing up. Uh, yeah. I think that's sort of one question from outside, which was raised pretty quickly. But look, I, I think if you look at that coaching box, it seems like a good appointment. I mean, there's not a whole lot of experience there around David T. I know Chris Judd obviously made that famous training wheels comment mm. a couple of years ago when Tiki took over as caretaking coach. But I mean, yeah, I think in the coaches box they've got Cameron Bruce and Brent Stanton and Dale Amos, so I think they'll all benefit from, from having a wiser head around. Um, uh, the the timing is interesting as well, though. I mean, I think he'll he'll be in there. He'll be in the box on Saturday evening, um, and then they've got the Bombers next week, who wish wishes should go inside out. So uh, yeah, look uh, another cal- another calming voice, but. Um, I think it's probably more up to the players Hey mate let's uh, shift
1: gears to cricket Because I know you've been all over the contract situation Which I don't believe have dropped The talk they were going to be dropped yesterday That's been put on hold sometime today But you broke the story about Will Pukowski being overlooked Which was a shock to many Um, The reaction to this?
0: yeah really interesting you're certainly right cricket Australia was due to release their contract list yesterday it hasn't come there's been a bit of a hold up we're still waiting for this morning but the information certainly is that they're going to cut the list size from twenty to seventeen which is pretty remarkable mm. um, and that will won't make the cut so I think they basically decided to pay on performance rather than potential um you know we all know what a what a what a star will will looks like he's going to become but he probably just hasn't had the continuity this summer um you know he had that that big concussion which knocked him around for the first half of the summer then he had shoulder surgery so i think they just wanted to get his body right before they start paying him professionally so um but it certainly did take a lot of people by surprise that um that he's expected to be left off that list and Going from 20 to 17 as well. I mean, Australia had a pretty terrible summer. They lost the Border of Gavica series at home to a pretty undermanned Indian team. Um, and three players have come off the list, which is the first time I can really remember that happening. I think Cricket Australia has to contract at least 17 players um, and they're going to go with the, the minimum this year. And that should land sometime today.
1: Mm, making the hard calls perhaps doing what David Teague should be doing I don't know Sammy and Matthew Wade's the other one uh, being passed up vice captain at one stage uh, he's going to be overlooked as well
0: yeah obviously captain Australia against India in a T20 only in December was vice captain in that New Zealand series not too long ago and um, you would think he's pretty firmly in the place for uh, for this year's World Cup in India as well so uh, despite that, he's been left out. He, he was obviously left out of the, the test squad, though, for that series, which didn't go ahead against South Africa. So that's a sign that uh, maybe he is sort of um, you know, firmly out of the equation for this year's Ashes and therefore um, not deserving of a contract.
1: We know that they rank their players from, um, I guess, most important mm. or highest paid to, to least. It has been Pat Cummins for at least last season. Will that be where it lands again this year? And who's in competition to be the highest paid player?
0: Yeah, I think it will be Pat Cummins, ranked number one again. So he'll take home probably north of two million dollars under their sort of their, their, their ranking system. I think Marnus Labuschagne's going to go north uh, with a bit of a bullet again. Mm. Um, and then you've, you've sort of always got the, the, the three format players towards the top: Steve Smith, David Warner, um, you know the, the bowlers as well. So the, the, they'll be the, the sort of the first five or six, but certainly expect. Pat Cummins to be number one again and he's over in the IPL at the moment making about three million bucks for six weeks work as well so not bad if you can get it
1: handy but that does present an issue for Australia you know Scott Morrison speaking yesterday about capping flights from India because of the situation over there we've got a number of our star players over there may be tricky to get them back
0: it, it, very much so i think more pressing as well is the future of the IPL. i mean can we get this whole tournament away given what's mm. going on in india so from a cricket point of view that's probably where the players are thinking first and foremost but uh yeah i'm not totally across how the travel plans to get back home but i'm sure cricket australia is working very closely with the franchise bosses over there and um and government officials as well to make sure they can secure a safe passage that was basically um, why the South Africa series fell over because Australia wasn't guaranteed that they could get their players home safely. So um, I'm sure they're working very hard to, to, to make sure that all the Aussies over there don't get stuck there. Good
1: on you mate, thanks for your time this morning.
0: Anytime Kane, all the best, thank you.
1: Sam Landsberger from the Herald Sun. He's written a pretty interesting piece on the selection. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play.